I always wanted to be one of those those superhumans. That is until I I rode a massive roller coaster at Universal Orlando and came away feeling like I was already pulverized. <laughs> then I had to admit, ah, rats. This is what separates them from us, the immortals from the earthbound. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History. It's a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. On April 9th of 1959, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, introduced America's first astronauts to the world. This day in weather history. They are immortals. They are legends. They are space travelers. They are heroes. And they were Scott Carpenter, Gordon Cooper Jr., John Glenn Jr., Virgil Gus Grissom, Walter Shira Jr., Alan Shepard Jr., and Donald Slayton. They would be known as the Mercury Seven, all military test pilots and carefully selected from a group of 32 candidates to take part in Project Mercury, America's first manned space program. The Soviets had already got the drop on the U.S. with Sputnik. America would not be beat again at this contentious Cold War space race. NASA planned to begin manned orbital flights in 1961. In January of 1959, NASA began the astronaut selection procedure, screening the records of 508 military test pilots and choosing 110 candidates. Had I been alive then, I would have been in that mix. But one trip to Coney Island to ride the Cyclone roller coaster, and I would have been escorted out on my backside. Tons volunteered to be part of this risky but exciting proposal, but there were too many, so a cutoff had to happen, and a whole group was summarily dismissed. Here is where I would have been booted pretty quick. There were 62 pilots who volunteered, and of them, six were simply too tall and were dismissed. Well, at six foot three, I know I can't be an airline attendant, and now apparently I can't even be an astronaut. Come on! But they had a more fair and balanced judging system, a battery of written tests, interviews, and medical history reviews. And that caught up with a lot of the hopefuls, cutting the candidate list in half again. The final 32 candidates were chipped away at literally one by one as the test and requirements got tougher and more challenging. For six days and three nights, the final candidates were subjected to various tortures that tested their tolerance of physical and psychological stress. And if that weren't enough, among the next few tests, the remaining hopefuls were forced to spend an hour in a pressure chamber that simulated the altitude of 65,000 feet. That doesn't sound comfortable. Then it was two hours in a chamber that was heated to 130 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 54 and a half degrees Celsius. And that, my friends, is why we urge you to not be stupid enough to leave any living being in a hot car on a hot day. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective, and oftentimes they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Finally, the day came, this day, in weather history, and they were announced as the Mercury 7. They were gods, and they became overnight celebrities. 
they were going to beat the Soviets to succeeding in a manned orbit mission. On April 12th of 1961, Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin orbited Earth in the world's first manned spaceflight. Now what? NASA continued to flounder and trail the Soviets in space achievements until the late 60s, but with the rise of the Apollo program, they did achieve Kennedy's dream when they put the first men on the moon and safely returned them to Earth in 1969. But then, in my all-time favorite postscript ever, the year was 1998, 36 years after his first space flight, and John Glenn was going back into space at the age of 77 years old. He was part of the Space Shuttle Discovery crew whose nine-day research mission launched on October 29th of 1998. For those who thought of this as a publicity stunt to connect the future with the beginning of it all, there was a mission, the study of spaceflight and the aging process. If our species can't figure this out, then the whole idea and dream of colonizing space is effectively over. John Glenn was among the first seven astronauts in the U.S. space program introduced to the world this day in weather history. Tomorrow is April 10th and we'll experience the effects of the most extreme wind speed ever recorded. It was on April 10th of 1996, the Earth's strongest surface wind, not including tornadoes, was measured. The curious side story is how it took another 14 years before this mark would be recognized as an official world record. Like, why? We'll explore that tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.